Welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Thursdays, we talk about gut health. And that's exactly what we're going to be diving into today. Because when it comes to estrogen, as we've been kind of talking throughout this week about it, if we are struggling with estrogen dominance, it can make weight loss and fat loss a lot more difficult. It can also really affect us with just how we're feeling. It can affect our PMS symptoms. It can affect our mood. It could just overall affect our quality of life. So we really want to make sure that our estrogen is in balance and it's not too high, not too dominant. And I'm going to be diving into one of the first big steps that you can start taking to help balance your estrogen. And as I mentioned, today's talking about gut health. Um, So of course, right, it's going to have to do with the gut. It's going to have to do with our digestive system and our intestinal system. And that is, if you are dealing with constipation, you really need to address it if you want to properly be detoxing toxins as well as excess estrogens. And if we are dealing with constipation, this is not only obviously can contribute to in like uh, poor gut health or imbalances of their gut microbiome or more inflammation, but it could not help, right? Detox those excess estrogens. And it can also contribute to the absorption, um, the reabsorption of a lot of those estrogens. And so this is where, right, we can end up dealing with estrogen dominance, but the root cause is coming from our gut. And so we really want to support that for that optimal detox. And one of the ways you can test this, right? We talked about this. We actually had a good laugh um, during our four-day challenge and stuff because we were talking about obviously gut health and nutrition and certain things that we can do. But of course, one of the ways that we can kind of figure out, are we dealing with constipation? Yes or no, is doing a very, very simple test called the beat test, right? And the beat test, what it does is the test transit time, right? So sometimes you can still be having regular bowel movements, but you can still be constipated because the transit time is too long. With that, the beat test, so just starting off, and again, super simple test that you guys can take is by just having a bunch of beets. I think we've all experienced <laughs> beets and how the color, right? The red color from beets and stuff is not only gets on everything, but it's also very noticeable, right? So this is where, right, paying attention to kind of what your transit time is. And you can just have like one to two cups of like cup beets and then just kind of see if you are dealing with constipation. So super simple, at home, free, whatever you, like you want to do test. And again, it's a really easy way for you to confirm, like, am I dealing with constipation? And so this is where, right, like if we are, if we are noticing that we either aren't having regular bowel movements, right? And you'd be surprised how many people like do not poop daily. They poop like every second, three days and stuff. And so this is going to be obviously an important sign of um, and kind of like an indicator um, of constipation as well. So when we are dealing with constipation, as I mentioned, it doesn't only add to kind of poor gut health, but can also add to certain hormonal imbalances. So we really want to address it because a healthy, right, regular kind of like digestive system 
and bowel movement and stuff is going to be really, really important for just keeping your body as healthy and optimal as possible. And so I wanted to share with you just some really simple, quick things, because again, this is like going to be step one. It's going to be really, really hard to just properly detox, right? Because part of detoxification is going to be elimination, right? And so it's going to be really hard to properly detox. It's going to be really hard to balance your estrogen. And it's really going to be hard to optimize your gut health right? Unless you are really supporting those healthy, regular bowel movements. And so a couple little quick tips, right? Um, and hopefully these can give you some things to kind of just, again, put into your routine. Um, and again, think about for the next while if you are dealing with constipation. So first, hydrate. <laughs> you would be so surprised how many people do not drink enough water, right? It's like they have their morning cup of coffee and then they don't really drink anything until like throughout the rest of the day. And so making sure you are drinking more filtered water and increasing that water intake, even if you are drinking, like you're like, oh, I'm drinking like one to two liters. I'm still drinking water. If you're dealing with constipation, increase it. And then that can often really kind of help, obviously. The other big part of just, again, proper elimination and just supporting our digestive system or intestinal tract is to add more fiber. Now, there are kind of two types of fiber, right? And so this is where we have soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. And so this is where, well, there's a variety of different fibers. But anyways, those are the key ones that we're going to be talking about. So the types of foods that you have, even if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, okay, I'm eating a lot of fiber and stuff, pay attention to the types because there's going to be insoluble fiber and there's soluble fiber. And soluble fiber, right, obviously is going to take up water, right? So this is where it can really kind of help move things along versus insoluble fiber, which can add bulk, right? This is going to be a lot of like your different veggies and stuff. It can help add bulk um, and it's great. It's really important, but this is where we do kind of need a good balance of the two. And so for insoluble or for soluble sources, right, this can be chia seeds, this can be ground flax, this can even be oats and stuff. And so these types of foods, right, they're going to kind of help take up a little bit of water. It's just going to help move things along versus just adding bulk, if that makes sense. So your veggies like kale, that kind of stuff, right, it can add bulk and it can actually, if you're not um, having enough water or you're not having enough soluble fiber, then this can actually also contribute to more constipation, which we don't want. And this is also where, right, like I feel like a lot of people, when they think of constipation, they're like, okay, I need to increase my fiber intake. And then they go for products like Metamucil, right? And Metamucil, the reason why it can be really helpful is the psyllium husks, right? So we got to like, that is the component that is often really going to help us with constipation. However, right? Metamucil also has all of these other different additives and flavors and artificial sweeteners or sweeteners and stuff too. So those can sometimes also not be too ideal. So looking for those natural forms. And again, it's super simple from just being more intentional about the specific foods that you're including in your day-to-day -day diet. And so paying attention to those foods, those high fiber foods, and that can really help. Now, as I talked about inflammation, this is probably one of the things that I often, often see that are contributing to constipation for a lot of people is having a lot of inflammatory foods. Because remember, right, like if you're dealing with a lot of gut inflammation and a lot of inflammation in that intestinal tract, it's going to make things inflamed, right? It's going to constrict things. And so it's going to be a lot harder for things to kind of smoothly pass through. And so we really want to make sure we are removing a lot of those infl inflammatory foods. So if you are 
having any potential food sensitivities or intolerances, right? Or you're just eating a lot more of those inflammatory foods or those ultra processed foods that maybe are more difficult to digest. So paying attention to that and then removing those for a period of time. And like you, we have so many people that will come through a program and simply in like a week, right? Of the first, after the first week or so, we kind of dial in their nutrition. We optimize their nutrition for those easier to digest foods, those more like those more anti-inflammatory foods. And then they notice these significant changes with their gut health. And if you're dealing with a lot of gut inflammation, it doesn't address, like it doesn't affect the constipation, but it can also increase a lot of like pain, joint pain, right? Aches and stuff too. So we see have a lot of clients that have come to us who have a lot of kind of like, I deal with a lot of like joint pain. And then we kind of clean up the diet and then they notice like, hey, I can move freely. I have, I'm more mobile. I feel a lot better about dealing with these, this knee pain or this foot pain or this wrist pain or back pain. So again, your nutrition and reducing inflammation is extremely important. The other part of that too, right, especially for you guys who are wanting to do like have a weight loss goal, for example, right? Understanding if you're inflamed and you're holding on to a lot of water, it'll make you feel like super kind of like bloated and puffy and also increase your your overall body weight too. So we also see some clients that will come through a program and they'll drop even up to 10 pounds in the first week simply due to optimizing their gut health, optimizing their digestion and reducing a lot of that inflammation. Um, so again, really focus on those anti-inflammatory foods, focus on your improving your gut health because it impacts so many different things. The other big part of this is going to be movement, right? As we know, moving your body on a regular basis is really helpful. And so this is, doesn't necessarily mean pushing yourself and doing this like hardcore, highly, like a super high intensity workout. Um, but you could just go on a walk, especially after you have certain meals, like a big, heavy kind of meal, go for a walk, move your body a little bit, right? And walking is really great because it is kind of more parasympathetic. So it's going to be a lot more relaxing on the nervous system. Um, it's not going to be driving cortisol up. And again, it's still going to kind of move your body and it can really help with constipation as well. Um, and then last but not least, stress, right? As we've talked about many, many times, reducing your stress and just making sure that your nervous system is in more of that parasympathetic state um, can really help because that's not only going to help with the breakdown and digestion of certain foods, right, um, which can reduce inflammation, but it can also, right, improve peristalsis, right? So that is, we have different muscles all throughout like our intestinal tract, which are going to kind of move to help push things along, right? So this is where reducing stress is just going to kind of like help send the correct signals through the body and again, improve that peristalsis so things kind of do move along as they should. So reducing stress can be obviously as easy as just like sitting down with your meals, taking some deep breaths, right? So making sure that you're, you lower your heart rate. You're not in this like tense, stressed out state, right? Also, again, just like in your big attention to your environment, right? The things you're doing, those can really, really help as well. So just little simple things that you can kind of start focusing on to really optimize your overall gut health, right? And therefore to rate your hormones as well, because again, they're very correlated. And so this is where a lot of people, right? Like they will have hormonal imbalances and they'll be like, okay, well, it's like my hormones are out of balance. I have all of these things, but you really got to ask yourself, like, what is the root cause? 
right? What is really driving this? And oftentimes it's rooted to stress and gut health. Those are often very common root causes that are just not <laughs> talked about. Um, and this is where sometimes people will be like, hey, well, I have these like things uh, in terms of like my my hormones. And then it's like, but your your nutrition, right? And your mindset are going to be what's going to help actually address the root cause to help those things moving forward. And so this is, again, a key reason why we always kind of share these key components, because yes, we can be dealing with hormonal imbalances, but our hormones often didn't just sporadically decide to become imbalanced. There are certain factors that are driving either levels to be too high or too low or things to not communicate properly. Now, leather little quick tip. So again, all of these things are great. But again, if you're wanting to improve estrogen, like balance your estrogen, improve constipation like as quickly as possible. This is where, again, if you're a lot of people, as I said, they'll go into being like, okay, well, I need to take like a laxative, right? And it's like, you don't like a lot of those kind of laxatives that you'll get or any prescription laxatives can often like help temporarily, but they kind of exasperate the issue or they don't, they kind of can potentially make things worse unless you do these other factors first, right? If you're not drinking enough water, if you don't have enough fiber, if you're not moving our body daily, if you're super stressed out state and you're dealing with a lot of inflammation, then do not take any laxatives. And even with that, right, there are certain things that you can do to still have like still have the same effect where it's not going to have a lot of those kind of like synthetic com components and stuff. So magnesium citrate or oxide, right? So again, we all know magnesium is really, really important for optimal health. But again, magnesium comes in a variety of different forms. So this is where certain forms, right, that de depending on the specific form of magnesium for what it's chelated with is going to like adjust and influence um, where it's going to be absorbed throughout the digestive tract. So this is where magnesium citrate or oxide can actually have laxative effects. And this is where, right, if you're looking for a more kind of like natural, healthier form of kind of helping just quickly kind of improve constipation, then this is where using a magnesium citrate or oxide supplement can help. But again, really also making sure you are also drinking a lot of more filtered water for that reason. Um, and then again, paying attention to these other components. So you're not just looking for this quick Band-Aid fix as well. Again, really addressing the root cause. So anyways, short and sweet today because I just wanted to share you those tips. But I am in the middle of a move right now. As you can maybe see from the live stream, I have a bunch of boxes behind me. So finishing up packing today, which is super exciting. Um, and then we've actually moved on Saturday. So a little bit busy today, but I still, again, wanted to share with you some little gut health tips and tips to really kind of help balance your estrogen. And as always, if you have any questions, shoot me a message. My inbox is always open and I'm always more than happy to help. So enjoy the rest of your day and talk to you guys again next week. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Clark. Until next time.